This is Cindy Clow, and I'm here with Allie Garrett. And today we're just going to talk about motivating your dancers and motivating your athletes, whatever you call them. And I just want you to think about, you know, I've been doing this a long time, and sometimes I look back at some of the stuff in my earlier years, and my frustration was with me sometimes and not the athletes, but I could have taken it out on them. Right. Yeah. Yep. So I'm trying to think, how do your kids leave your practice every day? Do they go home? Do they, I mean, there's going to be some days when kids go home a little defeated. Maybe they didn't make varsity or maybe, you know, they got in trouble for this or that. Right. Because it's not to say that you can't be tough on them. Right. But thinking about how your toughness comes across or how mm-hmm. you're going about it. Yeah. Do you coach with love and with, you know, hey, this is tough for me to say, but here's where we're at. You know, and one of the things... um, I never yell at my players or dancers. I never yell at them. You know, I get, I'm disappointed sometimes and say I'm disappointed with your behavior or I need you to do this, but I never yell at them. I'm not, I mean, I use a coaching voice, so sometimes I'm talking loud. Stern. Stern. You know, I can sometimes say this is unacceptable behavior, you guys, but usually I follow it with, but we got to pull together. Here's why. You always go back to the why. Yep. This is why we're coaching you. This is what we're trying to achieve. You know, you sometimes go, I wonder what that team, you know, your rival team is doing. So they want- Right. And, you know, kind of putting it back on them, like, where do you guys want to be at state or at your section meet? And if you guys are fine with, you know, just competing for this level, then that's what we'll coach for. But I know that you guys want to be stronger and be better. So that's what we're coaching for. And that's what we need to pull out of you. So that's why we're frustrated you know, explaining to them where your feelings are coming from and not just screaming at them for no purpose. And if once in a while, once in a million practices, you lose it, then it, then at least if you do, it has some impact, which I still, I still don't think you, you should do it. You, you know, you want to keep your composure. You want to keep your class. I know I have a, a really good friend, Leslie Swiggum. So she always said that when kids weren't listening, she got quieter mm-hmm. so that they had to listen. And I never wait for kids. I never get, um, like, I, I try not to lose my patience. Ellie's probably looking at me going, yeah, you do. You kind of did yesterday. <laughs> I did. I did. What did I do? I don't remember, but. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes I put it back on that. I, I asked my kids, are you mad at me? Because I feel like nobody was responding. But then I was, I actually, after I did that, I was thinking back to, like, when I do beat boss or psycho class. So you don't respond to the teacher always. Right. And I was going, okay, I'm just not in the mood to respond right now, but I'm working hard. You right. know? Right. So sometimes we as leaders need that affirmation or that nod from them. But you're not always going to get it. Right. You know? They're tired. Their brains are thinking. You know, I think especially at this time of season for us, like we're right in the heat of our season season of learning choreography. and It's um, intense. It's very intense. And like trying to get... You know, I said last night when we were talking on the phone on the way home, I said, I feel like we're frustrated because it looks so messy, but I'm like, we have cleaned nothing. We're in the first part of the season and we're expecting it to look like we looked at state last year. Yeah, you know, no you're way. not going to right you now. All it's, new kids. It's you going know. to be a mess. And in their brains, they're probably like, yeah, I know you want my arm to be strong, but I'm trying to remember what's happening right now. Like yeah. I'm tired. I can't sustain my, my level of intensity because I'm not ready to yet because we just finished this. So I think sometimes they're looking at us like blank face, but they're really just focused and it comes across as 
mad or angry and that's not what they're intending to do either. And I think it, it all comes down to communication. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if you do lose your mind, you know, a little bit or yell, you can apologize. Always be big enough to apologize. But I feel one technique that has always worked great for me is to bring them in close. Yeah. I get teased when I say pop on up here because I always tell them to pop up by where I Pop up here real quick. Pop pop up here real quick and we sit. And actually I had a kid go on to college that missed the pop up here's because I'm always giving them a reason why. And I'm also giving them goals for tomorrow. Like at the end of the day. We always do that. Always. Tomorrow we're going to hit this, you know. And... You know, another thing I'll just say is make it a we project. And I I use that. I got it from another coach. And I love it because instead of going, okay, you really are doing this kick low, go to the the athlete and say, we got to figure out a way to get your kick higher. Or we got to figure out a way to get you to smile. And I need to do that more myself. Right. And, and I, I feel like I really try hard to do that because you've like ingrained that into my brain yeah. since I was little. Like even when... I'm teaching younger kids and stuff. I constantly like, you guys, we need to do this. We, we, we. It's always a we. Right. And it's and not like. And I do like, think it makes a difference. I do too. And, and always giving reasons why. And I, the other thing I, I try very hard to go, you know, never say like, oh, we are horrible. I more would. We've got a lot of work to do. Yeah. You can say that the same thing. We've got a lot of work to do, you know. And, and sometimes we tease and go, okay, it, it's messy. It's a hot mess. We can clean it up. You follow it with, we can get this. We can do it. So give them more reasons of why they can be great. It's that difference of like them feeling like you believe in them versus mm-hmm. that you think they, they suck. You know? Yeah, you've got to be their biggest cheerleader. You've got to be their biggest. Like, I feel like when we tell our kids, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I feel like when we tell our kids that they look rough. They don't take it as like a personal dig. I think they know we, we as the coaches are in there too, right? If I they think, if they look rough, we haven't done our job either, right? And you I know? think they they know that we care, mm-hmm. and I think they know that we feel that way. That it's not like we think they're horrible, right? And you know, it's, it's sometimes it is our fault if they look rough. Sometimes we backed them into a corner, choreograph choreographically where we haven't gotten our act together and then they're playing catch up for it, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's something to think too, is lack of preparation on your time can't be a crisis on your athlete's time. Right. So what else do I always say to you about be so prepared that you're going into an event, you know, going, you want it to get there rather than say, oh, I wish I had two more weeks. Right, you know? like you're ready. Yeah, you like got to count back from your events and make it, you know, so you're coasting in rather than panicking. And that that's a big thing to think about. But even into your practices, <clears throat> like, you know, the days that we, we're very busy. So I feel like there's, there's often days where we're walking into practice going, okay, what are we doing today? That we don't really have a practice plan laid out. And the days that we are more prepared, our practices do go much better. And I feel right. like, <clears throat> you know, then even talking about being a great coach, we tend to be better coaches, like with our niceness and and like the way we treat the kids and the way we coach when we're prepared. So I think the more prepared you are, because otherwise I feel like we sometimes feel panicked and that comes across. Like you said that maybe in the beginning, Mm -hmm. but that comes on like across to your athletes, like you're angry with them. 
You know, and I I said to our kids on Monday, you're probably going to see a little tougher side of me this week because I my job is to get you ready by Friday. So I'm going to be pushing and pulling. Right. So just kind of, you know, buckle up and let's go. Here we go. Because it's going to be a little bit of a, you know, not a bumpy ride, but maybe a tough week, you know. So communicate, communicate, communicate. Right. Lack of communication is filled in with neg- negativity. I just heard something that kids were talking about last night that they maybe think we have too many kids in or whatnot. So I'm going to talk about that today. So sometimes it's good to have a few um, liaisons that will come to you with what's going on in the what locker the room. What the team's saying or what they're feeling. Yeah, so that you can address it. And my last thing I'll say before we close is I read this book called One Minute Manager, and I try to be a one-minute coach. If I think it, I go tell them right then and there. Like, you know, don't... don't um don't be the one, the type of person or the type of coach that just doesn't resp- doesn't tell them and tell each other as coaches, oh, we should deal with X, Y, or Z. Go deal with it, which makes me think there's a couple things I got to deal with today. So- right. And I also feel like that, you know, makes your kids respect you more and they don't feel like how she just said it, you know, if the communication, lack of communication is filled with negativity when you don't tell your kids what you're thinking and feeling, they start guessing what they, they start think making feel. it up. Yeah. And I know that I've had kids be like, oh, our college coach would, I, we never knew what she was thinking about us, but she always looked mad, but she would never come and tell us what we needed to work on. So we didn't really know how to please her. So the more you're, you're open with them about what you think they need to work on, the better. And they're going to, you know, want to get it quicker where if they don't know what you're thinking, they're just going to feel frustrated. Right. So I hope this helps you. I mean, my last thing on communication is that, you know, like we do a lot where like right now we have, what do we have in jazz? 18 kids in and we'll probably cut down to 12. So naturally those kids that are on the edge are thinking, is it me? Is it me? Is it me? We need to go communicate that to them. Go, here's where we see you right now. Yeah, you you are one of the six, but here's what you got to do to stay in, you know? So I hope this helps you. Go make a difference in the kids that you serve because you do serve them and have a great practice.